When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming in here on Birds 365. The countdown is on to the final game of the regular season. This Sunday at Giants uh, Stadium, MetLife Stadium, JetLife Stadium, call it what you want, against the New York Giants with their questionable turf. And then we'll find out where the Eagles will be lying come postseason time. A Super Bowl run is a long shot. Not an impossibility, but a long shot. And got to get to week number 17 to see where the chips fall. Johnny Mack, chips falling yesterday. As far as injuries go, I'd say more good than bad, right? Yeah, pretty good injury report, especially at this stage of the year. Devontae Smith might miss his first game, first NFL game. Think about that when we talked about getting Devontae Smith. He's been tremendously durable and even you know after the game after the arizona game he's on crutches and in a walking boot you say oh and uh you know he's off him in two days so he's 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 sort of elastic (laughs) able to to take some uh punches and i wouldn't even you know i gotta get down there today after the show is over and he might be out there practicing today. That's yeah. kind of what he does. So 
uh, but he hasn't practiced the first two days this week. I would, you know, err on the side of caution. I've been pretty honest about that, and especially at MetLife, and 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 probably not playing to get ready for that first playoff game, wherever it is, uh, and whatever happens. And it, it it would be interesting from the perspective of they haven't been able to find uh, a third receiver. Nick Sirianni, you know, brought up earlier this week that part of the problem is they do have Julio Jones on a pitch count still. Um, so they don't want to play him a ton of snaps because that they would think they think that would have an adverse effect. So pretty clear if he was able to go, he'd be the third receiver. But you know, they're gonna mix in Alameda Zacchaeus and one of your favorite players, Quez Watkins, and um that would impact the offense greatly. I think you'd see far more twelve personnel, two tight ends, to be honest, if if Devontae's not ready to go. But um Never say never with Devontae. Right, because earlier this week, Nick kind of made it seem you had to do a little reading between the lines, but he left the door open. He didn't slam it shut and go, listen, last game of the season, it's a significant enough sprain that we're not going to take any chances. John McMullen continues to remind me how bad the MetLife Stadium turf is. We're not putting him out there. Are you kidding me? He'll be ready to go for the play. No. He left it open that Devontae could be a go on Sunday. So, I, and I don't think you'll find out today. I think it'll still be in the gray area when you get down there today. I don't think we'll know till Sunday. I think uh, there's a chance he's on the inactives and isn't even dressed. But I also do think there's a chance he's going to play, which is a good sign for me because, you know, I've been stating all week. I think the Eagles need to go out, all out to win this game. Now, does that mean... If Devontae truly, let's just move this game from week 17 to week seven. If Devontae would not be playing in week seven, would I play him in week 17? No, of course not. If if there's a legitimate reason that he's injured enough that you'd say on a regular week, we wouldn't take the chance. Despite the fact that I think the Eagles are desperate to have a big, impressive, confidence-building win I also have to acknowledge the the schedule and it's week 17 and week 18 is going to be much more important. So you have to factor that in. That's why I would potentially sit Devontae Smith, but anybody else who's healthy, you better get out there and make yourself look like a Philadelphia Eagle who took this team to the Super Bowl last year. Um, If they're at least even contemplating Devontae Smith, it tells you that they are motivated in a similar direction. Yeah, I mean, I I think everybody's going to play, all the key players. And again, I think it's pretty simple. I think, you know, you look at the scoreboard, you know, they'll never admit it, but they see Dallas 17, Washington nothing. Then you start uh, pulling some key guys. And uh, I got a question on that. Yeah. Is there a chart for that? Uh, Probably. Now they're obviously that stuff they talk about during the week. They're going to have a, a a firm plan. I don't, you know, if 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 it's clear early in the game that Dallas is going to win, um, right? That that's what I'm getting at with the chart. What? How do we define clear early? Late mid game? Well, I mean, how many points? What are they going to be up by? I don't, uh, I, if they ask you to write up the chart, Johnny Mac, how would? The, the Cowboys need to be up by X amount of points at X juncture of the game. When would you go, all right, you throw the flag, 
signify, wait for the fair catch, whatever, call it off, and say, all right, we're starting to pull, guys? Uh, two touchdowns by halftime. Um, and, you know, are you comfortable with Washington coming back from that in this stage and what they've shown? Um, if they're just, down. Just, just remember, Washington had nothing to play for last year. And last year was flipped between the Giants and Eagles. The Eagles were ahead, but had the Eagles lost and the Cowboys won, the Cowboys could have taken the NFC East. This year, the Eagles have to have the Cowboys lose and the Eagles have to win, so they're in the exact opposite positions. But Dallas was still alive, and they got beat by Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. So hey, I'm the one who says anything can happen. That's the reason I'm playing, guys. Anything can happen in this league. But, uh, you know, you also got to be realistic. And uh, if their games have personalities as well, and if you're a team like Washington who hasn't shown much life as we've headed towards the finish line and uh, you're down by that at halftime, you're probably not going to show life. Nothing is definite. Um, and they, you know, they play the Eagles tough, Washington. But they've struggled down the stretch, and they seem to be mailing it in. And we all know Ron Rivera is going to be gone, and we all know they're going to have a new coach and a new GM, and Josh Harris is going to do things a different way. So everybody kind of knows they're on um, life support. Um, yeah, of course anything can happen, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight uh, uh, and and risk my players if it's out of hand in the in the second half. Uh, that's just you know Nick has already proven that he'll rest guys. He's done it both years, and with the playoffs in mind, why wouldn't he do it this year if it's pretty clear where you're going to be? Um, well, they I don't, they they played to win last year. They didn't. Well, well they had to win. They had to win, as you mentioned. They didn't want to play Jalen Hurts, believe right. me. Well, they said, tried. You said both years. So I was wondering when last year was. Yeah, well, they, they had to win last year, um, and you're right. Um, so I got to backtrack there. I forgot about Jalen Hurts, but they were – their whole mentality was they had to they had to win that game because they weren't able to win the two games. It was pretty clear – they didn't want to play him. Um, and it, it at all costs, yes. yes, at all costs, I mean, they didn't want to play him and they wanted to give him the extra week, but they had to play him. Um, so more clearly defined, uh, it's pretty evident his mindset is playoffs, 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 and it should be. I mean, this game means nothing. It means nothing. It's one of those games where uh, other than the seating, if the seating is not on the table, it means nothing. So from that standpoint, if it becomes clear in the second half that Washington's mailing it in and Dallas is coasting to victory, and by the way, how crazy would it be? What year are we at NFC East-wise? Uh, this would be if 19. 19th consecutive year, going to be a different NFC East champion. Yeah, I mean, I, I – the, 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 this whole confidence thing, and by the way, I, I think they need to play with confidence. I think they need more confidence, but I don't see any path to confidence <laughs> with this game. I don't see any path to confidence. They typically dominate this team when they're playing crappy. You can go back to the Eli Manning era. They've dominated the Giants for so long. It's been such a a, a one-sided rivalry, you know, kidding, you know, 
Kindling is not a rivalry to fire. They generally dominate this team, the Boston Scott narrative, blah, 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 the Giants killer. And, and the Giants aren't very good. I mean, where's the confidence coming from? The confidence will come from playing well in the wild card weekend. Um, and if you're able to go into Tampa Bay and, and win by, say, two touchdowns, and then maybe you have some confidence going out most likely to San Francisco. Maybe that helps you a little bit. I, I, I just don't see the path. And by the way, again, that first round matchup, whatever it is, if the Eagles are the fifth seed, they're, they're, they're going to be expected to win no matter who it is. On the road, they're going to be expected to win. And if they don't win, it's going to be a great disappointment, a great, great disappointment. But they're not going to play a good team in the wild card round of the playoffs, even if they're the fifth seed. They're not playing a good team. And they've proven that they can lose two teams that aren't good. I would say the Arizona Cardinals would certainly fall under that description. They're not a good team. And they came in and beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. So the the, the team is trending in the wrong direction. Uh, if you wanted to break it down to percentages, can beating the New York Giants by three touchdowns on Sunday get you to 100% confidence? No, no, because as you just stated correctly, so they're the Giants. They're not very good. The Eagles have owned the Giants. There's a lot of things you can put into it. But I think it moves the needle some. And they need to the need, move the needle in the positive direction. The needle has been going this way, down, for the last six weeks. They need the needle to go back up. However small that needle movement is, you're right. It can't go like this because it's the Giants. If it were the 49ers this week and they kicked the 49ers down by three weeks and be standing straight up at attention. Yes, I get that. But whatever the movement is, I think you have to play to it. I think you have to try and achieve it. I think you have to try and accomplish it this week against the Giants rather than tied at 14 at half. But the Cowboys are up 24 to 7. And I go, Marcus Mariota, go ahead, get the hell back, get out there and lose to the New York Giants. I'm sorry. I think that's deflating to the locker room. I think it would lessen their chances, not wipe out their chances, because you're right. When whatever happens this weekend, win by 40, lose by seven. They can't. Can they really lose by 40 to the Giants? Uh, no. I well, they could that. lose. And, and, what, and what's the other end of the spectrum? Because the Giants, for what, and by the way, I don't even know if the Giants want to play. I, you know, they've been, unlike Washington, though, they've shown more life late in the season. They've been better since they went back to Tyrod Taylor. Um, and he's got a back injury and uh, he's been limited at practice. Um, I don't even know where they are if they want to win because. Obviously, that affects their draft status, and they got a lot of decisions to make in in the off season. Um, so, but they've been they've been showing more life, and I would say, you know, what if the other end of the spectrum is, and you're and the Cowboys are coasting, and they're they're going to win the uh, title, and you're fighting tooth and nail to be even if you win the game like last time on the last play, <laughs> even if it's an Eli Ricks interception this time on the last play throwing the engine how does that make you feel does that make you feel better i i i'll give you i'll give you my example john last year week 18 game 17 
Eagles have the lead, but they have not secured the home field advantage. Eagles beat the Giants. Cowboys lost to the Washington Commanders. And by the way, Eagles, Eagles end up in the like Super, Super Bowl. Cowboys get elimin eliminated. Along but that, the way. but 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 the Eagles played like utter crap in that game, and and the Giants didn't play because the Giants were locked in, and they were playing their backups, and the Eagles played like garbage and ultimately won the game, uh, but they struggled pretty mightily. Now, they were obviously a, a much more competent team. Last year. It didn't shake, obviously, their competence at all uh, because they knew Jalen Hurts was still working his way back and he was rusty and it wasn't uh, – it was just one of those things. Um, I, I just – look, I, I think it's so simple. You scoreboard watch. Everybody plays because there's still a chance. There's, as long as there's a chance to get that number one, number two seed, everybody plays. And you have a demarcation line as a head coach. For me, it's two touchdowns at halftime. It might be different for Nick Sirianni. And whatever it is, then you start pulling guys. Some Certain guys got to play. You got a 47-man roster. You got to play. Certain guys got to play. Um, but the Jalen Hurts of the world, you know, the, the the key players, the Jason Kelsey's, the 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 Lane Johnsons, the AJ Browns. Um, you don't have many on defense. Maybe maybe Hassan Reddick. Uh, younger guys got to play. So obviously Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Jordan's able to go. He's got to play. Um, yeah, I mean it's not wholesale. It's not preseason. You can't sub out everybody, but. I'm I'm getting my my really 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 key guys the heck out of there. I think it's pretty simple. And if the Cowboys are like close, you're okay with playing all the guys the entire game. If it's yeah, as long okay. as that number two seed is on the table, you have to play. And I'm sure it kills Sirianni to even think about this because. You 19 out of 20 times do not want someone else to dictate your decisions as a head coach. You don't want the decisions to what you should be doing as a head coach made down the turnpike in D.C., but it's reality. And I think they will keep an eye on it. I don't know if they're going to be as stringent as you say. I hope they're not. I think, I think playing a good game, building their confidence, getting their mojo, getting their swag back, call whatever you want. I think we all know what we're talking about here is really important. Now, they could even get that and still pull players. If they're up 21 to nothing and they're dominating and the, uh, uh, Sam Howell can't move the football and they're going three and punt every single out, Eagles are scoring touchdowns, I can pull my players because of the score of the game we're in. Now, that might be a little bit dicey because the Eagles continue to give up double-digit leads. But, again, it's all interpretation by the coaching staff, not only interpreting their own game, but interpreting a scoreboard to see how another game is going. It would be very interesting to see how uh, the Eagles handle this. I just hope they are playing from in front so that we can even have this debate on Monday. Did they handle it right? When would yeah, you have called them? I, I got a feeling, and we're, we got to predict the game. And these games are so hard to predict because, again, you don't know if the Eagles are going to want to play in the second half. You don't know if the Giants want to play at all. Let's be honest. Um, they they might rather lose. Um, but um, they're so hard to predict. 
Um, it's almost from that standpoint, it's almost like a preseason game. And if you're a betting person, I would run in the other direction from not only this game, but a bunch of games like this in week 18 around the NFL. Um, so it's a bunch of teams that aren't going to play that are going to tank. And there's a bunch of other teams that are going to, I mean, San Francisco, Los Angeles are playing each other. They're resting everybody, both teams. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to start for the Rams. Sam Darnold, it's like a 2018 exciting quarterback duel out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not just the Eagles. Uh, but from the Eagles' standpoint, it's disappointing that, yes, they have to rely on somebody else for some help. And you never want to be in that position. No. And it stinks, but you didn't have to be in that position. You put yourself in that position. Correct. Hey, right, John McMullen, I'm Jody McDonald. Mac and Mac Birds 365 of Football Friday. If it's a Football Friday here on Birds 365, that means the man who, the only man that we have on as a guest whose attire is more in question than Mike Gill. That would be Paul Domwich and his choice of Hawaiian wear. He'll be joining us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money. 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got Mac and Mac. McDonald and McMullen with our bud. Paul Domwich, that's a nice one, Tim. You got nice shirts, Tom. I got to give you credit. And mm. uh, the wife keeps buying them for you, despite the fact that she doesn't like the beard, huh? <laughs> Playoff beard, still there. Yeah. She's okay with it. She's okay yeah. with it. Okay. Um, now you said you weren't uh, you weren't going to shave until the Eagles won again. I think mm. you know this week seems like an easy one, but maybe not if they're not playing everybody. Yeah. So probably heard me and Jody. We've been talking about it all week. To me, it's pretty simple. You just scoreboard watch. Uh, what's your philosophy in this type of uh, circumstance? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I mean, they just keep an eye on that Cowboy game. I mean, I think it's important that they play long enough that they need to get some sort of uh, good feeling about their starters in this game before they, you know, no matter what's going on, even if it's 28 nothing after the first quarter in the Cowboy game, uh, you know, they need to have their guys coming out of this game with a good feeling about their, you know, how they're playing going into the playoffs. So if it's 14, 13 Eagles at half, you're running your star players out there and it's 28, nothing Dallas at half. You're running your star players out there. Take the kickoff of the second half for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, same as me. Yeah. Uh, let, we'll see how they handle it. And obviously some, you know, when everybody talks about preseason environment, you don't have 90 players. So even, you know, some guys are going to have to play no matter what the whole game. Uh, and most of the young players I would think are going to have to play the whole game. So yeah. that factors into it as well. But uh, Damo's stat pack this week is on jacobsports.com. So you can check it out there. It's live right now. And you lead with the second half defensive struggles, which have been pretty eye opening. Now, all the defense, I mean, you can't find a good stat when it comes to this defense at, at, at this stage. Um, but the second ha- half collapses have been. I dare say even strange. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, you can talk about Jonathan Gannon knows them. You can talk about James Conner and how good he is and how tough he can break tackles and all that stuff. But four touchdowns, four touchdowns in a row yeah. uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. What What is going on with this defense? Sean Desai, Matt Patricia. I can't even put a finger on it. It's like a, it just moves around. It's like it's it it, it might be the front one week. It, it's usually yeah. the back seven. Um, might be the linebackers. Might be the secondary. Might be the young players. Might be the veteran players like James Bradbury not playing up to his reputation. Is it just everything, Dama? Yeah, I think it is. You know, I mean, I think Nick picked a bad time to make this major move with his coordinators. Now, you know, now they're, they're trying to make changes to a system 
that, you know, I mean, we're seeing things that even, you know, that are being openly questioned, uh, dropping Hassan Reddick into coverage seven times Sunday. Uh, was it really seven? seven? Seven times, yeah. Wow, I didn't know it was that much. I knew it was more than need be, but it was seven? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Most since he's been here in a game. You know, uh, going with one linebacker and five defensive linemen. You know, guys don't know what gap they're supposed to be in. Or, I mean, I got to believe that's it with a guy like Shaq Leonard. Uh, you know, plus, yeah, it's just – I mean, my feeling is it's just – it's not getting – even when, you know, you get Zach Cunningham back at some point, getting Slay back this week, it's not going to get much better defensively. The only hope for this team going forward is if this offense – can become a four-quarter offense, which it isn't because, as I mentioned in the story, it's also disappeared the second half. I mean, they've been outscored 105 to, to 50. Uh, that's 10 points a, a per second half. They were averaging in their first 11 games. You know, Jalen Hurts had his passer rating up above 100. Uh, they were averaging 15 uh, points a, uh, for, uh, per third and qu fourth quarter. You know, if they can at least – get that offense going they could they could, I mean they could do what what Kansas City did for uh uh for years before Steve Spagnuolo got his offense in, in you know going and that's outscore people that's their only hope Damo on the corners you mentioned looks like they got slay back we don't know they got him back full practice yesterday John's got a major worry about the turf up there at uh, MetLife uh, it's to be determined how much Slay's going to play. Whatever he plays, let's say he plays some, he looks like Slay. So you're <laughs> assuming he's going to be what Slay is. If Bradbury has another bad game and Ricks and or uh, Ringo some time, uh, be it to get the other guys off the field or have Slay on a pitch count, and they play better, is there a chance you're not starting uh, Slay and Bradbury in the playoff game? Has Bradbury's play dissipated enough for you to consider not having him out there come postseason? Well, if I had somebody to replace him, it would. But, uh, you know, I mean, how much confidence do they have right now in Kelly Ringo or Eli Ricks? You know, you're hopeful with, 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 uh, with Ringo sometimes, but he hasn't shown me enough consistency to think that, you know, I, I'd put him out there in a playoff game uh, before James Bradbury. I think I would just cross my fingers you know, and hope I'm getting one last good game out of Bradbury. Uh, but again, with the defense, their only hope is that pass rush. Uh, they also have to stop the run, which uh, has become a, a sieve. But uh, I mean, you know, we saw last week that they rush, they don't get there. The, the ball's out quickly. Uh, somehow they've got to figure out a way to get pressure on quarterbacks if, if they're going to go anywhere. And I, I don't think there's a whole lot of hope that this is a team that can get beyond the wild card game. Well, you know, the interesting part, and I think, um, I think you both know, I'm not a big fan of this scheme in general. I think teams around the league have seen it so much. They've caught up. I think that's how it works in this league. It, it happened to Tony Dungy. It happened to Pete Carroll. <laughs> I think it's happening to Vic Banjo, who himself gave up 56 against a very good team, but 56 is 56. <laughs> that ain't good. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not a big fan. And, 
You, you had an interesting note that the Eagles have given up 27 uh, touchdown drives of 75 yards or more this season. So 75, obviously, most kickoffs these days are touchbacks. That's where you start. The whole point of this defense is, all right, make them go. These long drives, they'll make a mistake. Well, they're not making mistakes. They're just taking it. Yeah. So at what point do you say, you know what? This ain't working. Yeah. I got a ship. Now that's for the off season. But do you think Nick Sirianni's at that point? I guess, but I mean, before he made the change with the side, the side tried blitzing more. Uh, that didn't work. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just not getting to the quarterback, which is about the biggest change you can make. I mean, they've, they've switched up their coverages. They just don't have good enough people back there. Their tackling has been horrible. I mean, how do you, Aside from telling, you know, it's a little late to uh, correct tackling technique. Um, you know, I, he, I saw the other day, he said, well, this was kind of an anomaly. No, it really wasn't. It, the 13 missed tackles were the same amount they had against Buffalo uh, when they almost lost that game. Uh, they're pretty close to numbers. Now, they I, will, I will say this, though, Dom, in their defense, I hate to be devil's advocate. It, it Nobody tackles. I, they're they're fourth. They're the fourth best tackling team. I looked at it from PFF. They're they're it, and Nick's mind like miss tackle. They're third. Nobody tackles. So that part to me is baked in. Now the run fits are atrocious. Yeah, they they you know, and it would be great if people can tackle. And they give and Matt Patricia gave a, a great uh, answer about how you teach technique to tackle because you can't tackle in practice. You know, we have this discussion all the time. Right. Nobody can tackle. So, I mean, they're better than most, which I think is what Nick was trying to say. And to be fair, by most analytics, he's right in that instance. But nobody can tackle, I would say. No, I mean, the, the rules have, you know, have, have, have impacted that as much as anything in, in you know, in the league with the restrictions on off-season practices and training camp pad, you know, wearing pads in training camp a certain amount of days. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see this defense making uh, – no matter what they do, no matter who they get back, like I said, the, the only – the difference is going to – I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to have to take this team, pick it up by the scruff of its neck, and, and play better than he's been playing uh, for four quarters because – of. Uh, as I mentioned in the story, you look at his numbers in the second halves of these last five. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. Uh, that. That was an ugly number. I yeah. think you used Miss Mitch Trubisky-ish yes. passer rating. 1.2 passer rating in the last five games, second yeah. half. Uh, That's not good. AJ, AJ Brown, which and this is one of the reasons, obviously, he's been pouting. Ian Smith uh, have one touchdown catch in the second half in the last five games. And and that's by Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. You are right, Damo. And AJ came out this week, spoke to the media after taking downtime because if there's not something nice to say, his mama taught him don't say anything at all. Mm. Well, he had nice things to say, and it seemed like they were in a better place. Shoot, he even went so far as to take his coaches back by admitting, "Yeah, me and Jalen were making it up down the sidelines in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. We just." kind of going by the seat of our pants there, which was kind of surprising. Um, will there be a difference on the field on Sunday? Uh, AJ can't throw the ball to himself, although I think he'd like to try. 
Um, it's going to have to come from either Nick Sirianni and or Brian Johnson and or Jalen Hurts that A.J. Brown becomes a bigger part of the offense. Will we see that on Sunday? And if so, will it have anything to do with the things that A.J. Brown had to say off the field this week? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see uh, uh, them. You know, I, I mean, for a few weeks, John, you've probably heard the same thing about possibly, you know, Jalen changing plays at the line that, you know, didn't get more greenlighted by Brian. Uh, you know, I think he's taken some liberties with their relationship during the course of this first year as him being offensive coordinator. Uh, I think they need to follow the game plan a little bit more and listen to what Johnson and, and Sirianni are calling. And uh, But I, I expect this week both of them to have really good games. I, I think we're going to see – uh, AJ Brown lighted up. I think, you know, assuming, I mean, we don't know how long they're going to be out there, obviously, but let's assume they play more than a half. I think both of them are going to have some success this week against this Giants defense. Yeah. When it comes to uh, AJ's uh, White House presser, because uh, that's sort of the uh, attention it got. Yeah. But um, I, what stood out most to me was that what you just talked about and what Jody just said him saying, Hey, we improvised at the end of the Seattle game. Now you, you just mentioned Jalen taking maybe some liberties with, with Brian Johnson and their relationship. Is it that word that, that, cause that's, I wrote about that immediately. And it seems like everybody was writing about the other stuff. And I said, am I, did I get this wrong? Is this not a big deal? Uh, and then sort of everybody picked up on it yesterday. But um, if he said audible, would it have been, it, was it just the word he used, improvise, freelance, something like that, other than a typical audible? Because if you see what you think is man-to-man coverage and you're taking a shot down the field, that's how Seattle won the game. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That's how they won the game when they took advantage of, of Bradbury and, and man coverage with a go route. So I don't have a problem with that mentality, but is is it literal freelancing or do you think it's just audibles at the line of scrimmage? I think on occasion it's been literal freelancing, uh, John. Uh, I don't know how much, I don't think a lot, but it's been a key situations and, you know, it's, I mean, Jalen's not at that point in his development that he can do that. Uh, I mean, if, if, if when he's surprising Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni, uh, that's not good. I mean, he needs to – they need to be in sync right now going forward, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure they are completely in sync. I mean, I thought this was going to be a great relationship. I still think it will be. I mean, my God, he's known him since he was four years old. Uh, spent the last two as as offense as his quarterbacks coach, but in this, you know I did a story for Thirty Third Team and I was talking to uh, Rich Gannon about the relationship between the two of them, and he said you know and he, and he was talking about how you know quarterback coach is is so much different than being his, a guy's offensive coordinator. I mean quarterbacks coach you're just you know you remember when Press Taylor was yeah here. Press and, and Carson yeah you know, and everybody thought it was a horrible idea when they promoted you know when when there was talk about him becoming offensive coordinator because he was more like Jalen's buddy as a quarterbacks coach I mean uh, as uh, Carson's buddy Carson's yeah. uh, buddy 
so I mean, that's the line you have to change. That, that's what changes when you become an offensive coordinator. And I think it's taken some time in their relationship. I don't think they've been on the same page a lot of the time this season. Um, with some of his, you know, with some of Jalen's throws, I think some of his deep balls have have kind of been him uh, just wanting to go when, when, you know, I, I, I got to believe that on a lot of those where we've seen a, a couple of games ago where he had, you know, that throw at the end of the game where he's got, you know, where he's got Devonte Smith open underneath and he still airs it out to, uh, uh, to AJ, things like that, that I think they haven't been on the same page in with that have to change at some point, either before this season's over or, or quickly next season in this relationship, assuming, uh, Brian's back. I don't expect him to be fired, uh, but believe it or not, I mean he's going to be getting some interviews for head coaching jobs. Oh yeah, I've been yeah I've been telling Jody he's well well regarded around the league. Um, yeah, there's always a, a little bit of disconnect. Now there's certain guys, Ben Johnson, Detroit. He's he's going to yeah. be the hot candidate, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to get uh, interviews. Um, now maybe he's taking a hit as far as getting a job, but. I don't think there's any question he's getting interviews. Yeah. Yeah. You both use the plural of that word, interviews, as in more than one. I'll take the under. Uh, I don't think it's happening. Uh, We'll see uh, if uh, you're right. And I'll certainly take the under on him getting a head coaching job. Mm -hmm. The under is a half. I'll take the under. He will not be getting a head coaching job. And I don't even think he'll get multiple interviews. But, um, Again, part of what we do is defining things. So I'm going to use a term I know you know, Damo. Uh, you're not a beat guy. You're not there every day, but you were forever. So you probably experienced this at least once, if not multiple times. When a coach loses a locker room, some people were suggesting this week that <clears throat> Nick Sirianni had lost the locker room. The players took Nick's back, specifically A.J. Brown, but others as well. Um that that is not the case, that they still believe in Nick. They still fight for Nick. They know Nick fights for them and covers for them, that he has uh, not lost lost this locker room. When did you know? If you were covering a team on a given year, when did you know a coach had lost the locker room? If you and I can get on the same mental page of what the losing of the locker room is, how do you know that it has happened? Generally, I mean, you know, you're talking to these guys every day players i mean some will be honest with you off the record and that obviously gives you a an idea uh or just what they're saying on the record sometimes is enough plus and then you watch them play uh so i mean it's it's a bunch of things together uh you know from a distance i don't see that happening yet here i mean there's frustration i mean my god this is a team that walked through the season last year made it to the super bowl the problem and and i've said this since last year after they went to the Super Bowl and and pointed out how how one just one team since 1994 has gone back after losing a Super Bowl you know you you get that far the expectations are so high especially when your entire offense almost is, is coming back uh, with with a franchise quarterback you know you think it's going to be easy and it's not teams have changed how they're going to play you because they've they've been targeting you the entire offseason. And, and planning for how they're going to defend you. And, you know, and then you're, you know, and, and add all that to the fact that your defense just, you know, you lose what five starters, yeah. uh, you know, some of the and people, coordinator, both yeah, coordinators, some of the people um, that have replaced them have not panned out. Uh, 
you know, so we're not at that point like we were last year where everything, how he touched turned to gold. Uh, so, I mean, add all that together. This is, it's immensely hard to get back. And when you, when, when you kind of get to a point where you realize that, that maybe you're not going back and I'm sure that's kind of hit them the last few weeks um, that, 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 this, you know, this, this isn't as easy as it was going to, we thought it was going to be to get back uh, to, to the soup to the Super Bowl, and maybe we're not going to do it. Well, that reality kind of has a, a, a frustration level that we're seeing now. Now, yeah. is that the same as losing the locker room? I don't think so. I mean, I think Nick, you know, I think they like Nick enough to, to that he's still their guy, uh, but there are problems. I mean, there's frust- the frustration level has to, I mean, they need to kind of rally among themselves and realize that they've just got to play better and harder if, if they're going to overcome what they're facing right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking about this, I feel, since training camp. I mean, the weight of those expectations, Damo. I mean, you know, people can talk about, you know, putting it aside, not paying attention to the outside noise, but this was – and then to get up to the 10-1 and one start, which I didn't see coming – you know, Jody and I do our predictions before the season. I said this was a 12-win team. Jody said this was a 12-win team. And I said, if you had to go, Jody has got this great exercise. If you have to go up or down from your prediction, what what do you do? I like that part of it. And I went down. I went down to 11. Yeah. Um, if, if, if they had a start, Mike Gill brought this up yesterday. I thought it was a good point. If they started like seven and three and they're 11 and five now, even that I think would lessen the angst in the, the people wanting to jump off the wall Whitman a little bit and say, Hey, we're still in it. We got a chance. Um, Maybe the Eagles can make a run, all that kind of stuff. But your point of the Super Bowl, this was the most, and I think Jeff McClain used the term first. So I'll give him credit. Your old colleague. They, they were miserable at 10 and one at yeah. 10 and one. It was the most miserable 10 and one team you've ever seen. It's like, Oh, everything about style points and this and that in hindsight, it shouldn't be a surprise. I didn't think it'd get to this point where they lose four or five, but boy, the expectations really weighed this team down. And the point, I think the biggest point is Sean Desai. Yeah. Nick started thinking about making a move when they were eight and one. Why would that even cross your mind? Why would that even cross your mind? All right. You're not playing as well as you expected. I think that was a panic move, Dama. I think that was sign number one. Absolutely. I mean, just, just flip flop the seasons, take the season and make it 2022 before you've gotten to the Super Bowl. There'd be no, you know, everybody'd be happy with these close, ugly wins uh, the players would be, hey, you know, th- there'd be no questions. But you go to the Super Bowl, and then suddenly, like you said, the style points enter into here. Uh, everybody's con- asking whether you're this year's Minnesota Vikings with these, you know, close wins, and uh, you know, how real are you? What's going? Uh, yeah, and then they get to that that expected five game gauntlet, uh, and it's not just that they lost those games; it's just that they played badly, got blown out of several of them. And that that's that's caused everything that's unraveled since, uh, both with, you know, both with their frustration uh, and 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 our outlook on on where they're going. All right, so they go to MetLife Stadium on Sunday. 
They have their way of handling their business still to be determined. We have the way we think they should be handling their business. There will be an opponent on the field that would be the Giants. And the Eagles have a history with the Giants. Played them once this year, all of, what, 11 days ago? Seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Because the Arizona Cardinals did what they did. The Giant game, it's so forgotten. It was 11 freaking days ago. Anyway, um, here's what scares me about the game on Sunday. The Giants have nothing to lose. Uh, I get it. They've also got nothing to win. But sometimes when a team has nothing to lose and they can pay footloose and fancy free, all the pressure comes off. I was just talking about how the Eagles have been weighed down by the pressure all year of expectation. Yes, that's exactly a part of the reason why the Eagles haven't played the way they're supposed to. Maybe the Giants as a playoff team last year. The way they built the team, they they had expectation, not eagle expectations, but expectations, and they fallen flat on their face. At least the Eagles are still in the fight. The Giants aren't. Could they just come out and give a throw the stuff at the wall and see what sticks kind of effort and actually play the uh, Eagles real tough? Because who the hell cares? Yeah, you know, I've been covering this game for 40-plus years, Jody. And, you know, I've seen Eagle teams that are in the Giants situation. And I've seen other teams in that situation. And you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You, I've seen teams that have come out and have never – and having given a, an inch of effort. That, you know, they just want to go home and, and get to the offseason. They couldn't care less about the game. And I've seen other teams that have said just what you – you know, you've expressed right there that, you know, it's our last game. You know, I got to – you know, I got to show Brian Dable, I, uh, you know, I belong on this team next year. I need to play hard and they go out and play a terrific game and, and maybe upset a, a, a team that's better than them. So it's just impossible to say which Giants team you'll get on Sunday. Along those lines, last week, and they, they were on the same time as Eagles, so I'm guessing most of our listeners didn't see wit one of it. I only saw highlights on the red zone. They hung tough with the Rams. Yeah. They even had a shot at a field goal. Mason Crosby, old man that he is, had a chance to make a Yeah, should have won the game. I, how long was that field goal? I want to say 55 points. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. It wasn't 60. That's, that's it was tough. it was over 50. That's, that's tough. Uh, I'll, I'll take a peek real fast. But uh, they did. They hung right in against them. Does that increase their chances of playing the kind of football I just described, footloose, fancy, free, and good? Or does it decrease it because you took your shot last week and you still lost the Rams? Mm. So now you got nothing left in the tank. Which is more likely? I think it means, you know, they had, they didn't quit last week. So it probably okay. increases the likelihood that they won't quit this week. They'll play yeah. one more game hard. Uh, I mean, the Rams aren't a bad – the Rams are went into that game. They're a pretty good team. I mean, they're playing pretty well right now or had been. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that bodes well for the Giants. Uh, I would – I you know, I, I said earlier, if you're somebody who likes to put – a few shekels on these games, I would run away from this week in the NFL. I mean, you don't know who's playing. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know what, but with the giants, I would, I would lean towards them giving it their all for not only the reasons you mentioned, Damo, but the Eagles have dominated them so thoroughly over the years that they, they just want to beat this team and by hook or by crook at some point. So, I, I do think they're going to give it their all, yeah. and that makes them dangerous. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave it here with you and, and go back to your stat pack at jacobsports.com. Make sure you follow Damo, Pete Damo on X, uh, Twitter. 
Um, Devontae Smith might not play. Um, hasn't uh, practiced yet this week. Now, I never say never with Devontae because he's back. He's like the elastic man. I, I thought he was out for the season after the game. He had crutches on. He, he was on the crutches. He had the walking boot on. Um, and all of a sudden, two days later, they're gone. And he's walking around with no limp in the locker room. But he hasn't practiced this week. Um, he might miss his first game. And that third receiver spot has been an issue for the Eagles all year. Julio Jones has nine catches. Alameda Zacchaeus has eight. Quez Watkins has seven. <laughs> they, Who you know, gets the double digits this week? Julio. those with the numbers. Well, here's where I want to go. You brought up, why not Greg Calcaterra? Why not more 12 personnel? And obviously, Jack Stoll is going to be involved as well. But for the receiving part, they have been a better team when they have two tight ends on the field recently. Why not? Hey, Julio does some nice things in the red zone, had two touchdowns. He's on a pitch count, as Nick Suriani said, because of his age and he came in late. So he's going to play, but they limit him. I don't want Quez on the field. I don't want Alamade on the field. Give me the extra tight end. Am I crazy? You're not. You know, I mean, just look at the numbers from last week, John, uh, in the last two weeks. I mean, it's not only been the fact that they've been able to run better out of 12 personnel, but look at look at Jalen's numbers out of 12. I mean, he's like, I want to say, I forget what I have in my stat pack. 19 of 20 yeah. for 204 yards with 12 and 13 over the last three yeah. games. So, That's I mean, pretty good. I mean, as I mentioned two weeks ago, you know, when he started playing 12, uh, the times come to, you know, to take advantage. Of, I mean, get get a good look at Calcaterra. Uh, you know, I think he might not be the greatest blocker in the world, but he's he's I think he's gotten he's he's he's, he's progressed enough that he can get in people's way and he can catch the ball. I mean, he can he is a legitimate pass catching tight end. I mean, take advantage of him. And I mean, I think that, you know, not ha- this is kind of crazy to say this probably, but if Devontae doesn't play, I think it actually will be good for Jalen because it's going to force him to look around and, and look use around, other yeah. options instead yeah. of getting this tunnel vision because he can't get tunnel vision just with A.J. Brown if Devontae's not on the field because they're going to take A.J. away. So yeah. he's going to be forced to look at options. So it'll be interesting. All right. My last question for you, Damo, is a breakdown percentage question. It's going to be in three groups. One of the things that scares me about the upcoming game against the Giants is they made James Conner look like O.J. Simpson last week. That's not good. James Conner's a nice back. He he runs hard. He tries hard. He can do a little bit of everything. He wasn't named to a Pro Bowl this week, despite the fact that he looked like a Pro Bowl back against the Birds last week. Saquon Barkley is that good. He's legit. Uh, the Eagles and the Giants are going to play on Sunday. And then we're going to get through the playoffs. We'll see if we have a parade, doubtful. Uh, and then they're going to start the 2024 season. And let's say the Giants and Eagles are playing, either in Philadelphia or up the Turnpike. Where will Saquon Barkley be? Percentage chance he's a New York Giant. Percentage chance he's on one of the other 30 teams. Percentage chance he's a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, oh, can I go on the last uh, I'm one? Asking, I'm asking no, no. Uh, Badamo first. 
Three percentages. You got to come up with 100. Giants, other 30 teams, Philadelphia Eagles. Give me a percentage uh, breakdown. 30% Giants, uh, 67, 68% uh other team, and what's that leave? Whatever that leaves, one yeah. or two, two, two percent. Two. You left the door open. That I'm going zero on yeah. for the Eagles. Zero. I, I would be generous. That's right. Zero. I go fifty for the Giants, fifty for the opposite, and zero for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean the Eagles just proved they got a Pro Bowl running back, people, and guess what? They had a Pro Bowl running back last year, so that part of it has worked out for Howie. You just, you know, hey. Here's here's the thing too. I mean, the Eagles have a guy that's going to become a free agent. Yeah, well, that's why I mean. I'm not all that sure. I'm 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 with you on a two percent, Domo. I'm not at zero. I'm I'm and maybe Saquon wants way too much money. Saquon wants that's not that he's not a good player. Uh, He just wants to be paid at the top level of the position as he should want. And the Eagles aren't paying top level. No. Of the position to a running back. That's why I'm at zero. I mean, is, is Swift going to be back? Do you think he'll be back? No. No, he's played too well. Yeah. <laughs> he's... He himself out of the uh, Yeah. And they'll get somebody else, and they'll probably go to the Pro Bowl. And they'll, right. go, they'll go about it that way. And although all three of us agree on it, do we all agree it's not good? That I know they've gotten away with it the last two years. All I got to do, look at Miles. Look at uh, what Swift did. Sooner or later. They're due to be bit by the we're investing squad douche in the running back position, are they not? I'm sorry, but who who uh, who was the running back for the Chiefs last year when they won the Super Bowl? Isaiah Pacheco. Seventh round rookie. Yeah. I mean, that's what the league has come to. That's their whole every but team. At, le- at least he was a rookie and at least he was a draft pick. Well, that's what the Eagles are going to do next year. They're going to draft one. You yeah, think so? Maybe. Maybe got, it's not gonna. Think, but, what, what, but, I, I'd like to know. And since we're making predictions here, what round will that be? It's the not going to be a, it, as per Paul Dom, which the Eagles' starting running back next year, their lead back, will be a draft pick selection. What round is that coming, Damo? Day three. Day three. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Damo, because yeah. I I, I want to stem the tide already because we might be talking about the draft quicker yeah. than we want to start talking about the draft, Jody. It ain't going to be in the first round. So whatever running back you fall in love with, the Eagles aren't taking them. Period. Yeah, there, and, there really is. And Jody, do not forget they the, they will have one guy back. you who you believe in, Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. He'll be back. The third round draft, a third day draft pick. That's about what Kenny Gainwell's worth. Uh, Damo, always a pleasure, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you get a chance to shave next week. If you don't, we're having you on. We don't care. Uh, the wife may care, but uh, we love you anyway. You come. Thanks, Thanks bud. Man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks Dama. Read his uh, stat pack at jacobsports.com. Uh, Dama breaks it yeah, down. Yeah, I, I saw a Dalvin Cook met. Why weren't the Eagles interested in Dalvin Cook? I'm like, come on, people. I, 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 uh. hey, hey, I, I'll explain to those who question. I'll explain Dalvin Cook. And why he la- where why he landed where he landed, and why he didn't land with the Eagles because it's legit to ask about the Eagles. Is because- it? They got a Pro Bowl running back. Why why are you worried about Dalvin Cook? I I, I, I would take a chance with Dalvin Cook over Rashad Penny at this point. 
I'd, I'd pick up Dalvin Cook and just bring him in for a workout and see what he can do. And if he can't beat Rashad Penny out, then that, that that's a major issue. The Ravens can do it because they got two weeks to get him up to speed. The Eagles don't. They also They're got get a 75 buy. injured running backs at that. But how many, how many backs have the Ravens gotten injured this year? It's crazy. A bunch, uh, yeah. but Edwards is healthy right now, and he's their lead guy. That's all they need is the hammer in front of Lamar getting out there making plays with his legs. But they've got the extra week. That's what's going to be all about is getting a guy up to speed and be able to evaluate, give, give yourself in the limited amount of practice time that they have because they've collectively bargained it all away. You can get a legit look if you've got two weeks. The Eagles have like – Two walkthroughs in one practice to find out if Dalvin Cook can play. Really? Oh, yeah. you think and and, and by the way, the, the Rashad Penny is not the correct uh, comp because Rashad Penny doesn't play. So why are you bringing in somebody who doesn't play for somebody else who isn't going to play? Who cares? You just keep your guy. Uh, if you're trying to argue that he's better than Swift or he's better than Gainwell, well, you know, he was. Don't get me wrong. He was one of the best running backs, but the Vikings got that one right. He's not the same player he was, um, number one. And number two is, um, he, he, you know, I mean, it, 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 at this stage of the game, if you think they're going to bench Kenny Gainwell for Dalvin Cook, I, I got a, I got a large suspension bridge in Brooklyn. I want you to take a look at. Uh, come on. Uh, just because they wouldn't doesn't mean they shouldn't consider it. That would be my take. But then again, as uh, you pointed out and Paul Downwick. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply pointed out not the biggest kenny gainwell fan whether it's a bubble screen on third down or any other play that they get it to kenny gainwell i think they're lucky if they get production out of them. they have an uh inexplicable desire to make kenny gainwell part of this offense that just befuddles me all right he's mcmahon i'm mcdonald we've got uh chris franklin from nj.com gonna join us coming up in a couple here on birds 365 Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
Eagles. You got Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. McBone and McDonald hanging with you coming up in uh, oh less than 15 minutes from now. Uh, our buddy uh, Chris Franklin's going to join us. Uh, Johnny Mac, don't know if you saw this. They've been doing it now for a couple of years, and I, I guess the timing of it makes sense because you want to do it right before the regular season ends. The NFLPA and I'd love to get more details on this, uh, run a survey with their players. Yeah. And they ask them to evaluate the coordinators within the league, the offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators, the special team coordinators, uh, and it's player opinion driven. And you're allowed to vote for your own guy and voice your own opinion on your own guy and or anyone else on other teams. So guys who moved around and played for a couple of different teams, their answers should have more gravitas, but I don't think they do. I think it's purely a uh, vote type thing, but they come up with a survey and they come up with rankings of coordinators around the league. And they're hoping by getting word out that here's coaches who players think quite highly of, it may have some kind of influence on the coaching cycle once it starts and, Oh, by the way, John, we're how many days away from Black Monday? That'd be three, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not Coming even quickly. thinking about that. Although some Philadelphia oh, and think yeah. that that's There'll be happen. some scapegoating when it does end. But not uh, head yes. coach. Uh, but that we're not there yet with the Eagles because we know they're guaranteed at least one playoff game. But there's a whole bunch of teams around the National Football League that Black Monday is three days away. And there will be axes out and heads lopped off. Uh, so they, they released this at a very opportune time. Uh, and they specifically list the article I saw, the top five offensive coordinators, top five defensive coordinators, top five special team coordinators. Any Philadelphia Eagle coaches hit those top five lists, Johnny Mac? No, no. I can't believe um, Sean Desai wasn't thought of as one of you know, it's interesting. What what struck me is about it, like the NFLPA is not going to list the entire group because they don't want to point out the guys that aren't well regarded. That are 29, yeah, not a 30. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But some of the guys that were on there surprised me. Um, and, it, and it shows you the disconnect between, you know, maybe some of the outside thinking and uh, whether it be fans or even media and inside the league thinking and and the first i would say number one offensive and defensive coordinator shocked me shocked me and if you look at aaron glenn in detroit as the number one defensive coordinator now think about who the hottest uh, uh, name on the coaching market is going to be this year it's going to be ben johnson the detroit offensive coordinator who's the current it guy the current oh he's the most innovative offensive mind in the history of football guy um and he's very good don't get me wrong he's not even in the top five jody and it's interesting to me the top offensive coordinator was frank smith and most people don't even know frank smith because he's the offensive coordinator in miami and the offense is run by mike mcdaniel um so it's one of those things those posts about Brian Schottenheimer was number three. Mike McCarthy got laughed at when he hired Brian Schottenheimer. 
He's number three offensive coordinator. Uh, Brian Callahan, you know, Zach Taylor runs that offense. A little bit of a surprise to me as well there. Defensively, it made more sense to me, except for Aaron Glenn. It was Steve Wilkes, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Raheem Morris, some of the guys you would. Well, a bunch of those are former NFL head coaches. Yeah. So that's why and, you're and, and they're all names. Well, they're all very well regarded as well. Um, not as many surprises. Special teams, no surprise with Basel. I mean, he's long been regarded as the best special teams coordinator. Um, and Dallas, as I said, they have a very good coaching staff, a very good coaching staff. Mm. Matt Daniels, interestingly, was number three special teams coordinator. I bring him up because he was Fossil's assistant before he left. Um, and Dave Bipp, our old friend, was number four. So, yeah, it was a very interesting list, um, but no Eagles. Um, now, that can mean Brian Johnson's sixth or he's 32nd. I can't tell you. Um, I know I talked to Britton Covey about the list yesterday. He was disappointed um, that Michael Clay wasn't on there. Um, and he said maybe he's a little bit too young. But Matt Daniels is pretty young, I told him. Uh, and he's on there. But, again, maybe that just has because he's got the the fossil, um, you know, he's got that tag on him that he was an assistant with, uh, with um, John fossil. So uh, who knows, but yeah. And I think this is a, a very useful um, list that you can derive some stuff from um, because it is player noted and the players are kind of important. If you're an organization making a hire, making a change, bringing somebody in, if you ignore what the players think, you do so at your own risk. Uh, I wouldn't be solely driven by what the players think, but I would certainly take it into consideration. But here's the one thing I would, for those who are now scrambling for the list and say, I need to see what it says. These are going to be the hot core. Not necessarily. No. Because being a great coordinator does not always equate to being a great head coach. Some people, I think, fall into that trap of, well, who's the best coordinator? That's who we need to get to become our head coach. Not necessarily. There's a big difference between being a coordinator and being a head coach. The most common way that you come along is, yeah, you become a good coordinator, you become a good head coach. But I could go through the list of guys who are phenomenal coordinators who, when they got the big whistle, just weren't up to the task. So I was kind of surprised that Aaron Glenn was number one. I'm an Aaron Glenn guy. I use a former Jet. Good dude. Good coach. Loved him last year on uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, and they're uh, a much improved defense this year. So I think he should get a lot of credit for that. But I, I think Aaron would make a good head coach. I don't know that. Oh, well, nobody I'd knows. I'd love to say, I mean, but I don't knows. know. But I, I will say, being a head coach and, you know, J.C. Treader, who's the NFLPA president, kind of said that, you know, I, I always say if you're hiring a scheme, you're doing it wrong. I don't say that. That's been around the NFL for years, but too many owners do it. And uh, his his quote was, you know, guys in the top five list pretty clearly appeal to almost everybody in the locker room. So I think it's about managing people and leadership more than um, – but some, some guys get by. Ben Johnson, Josina Anderson, 
and take it for what it's worth, but she reported and she's pretty plugged in. He's looking for $15 million a year to be a head coach in this league. He might be the greatest head coach ever. Um, I don't know. But, you know, they're clearly hiring a scheme with Ben Johnson. Um, and he's done a great job. I don't want to downplay it. He's, he is innovative. He is ahead of the curve. Um, is he going to be? Is that going to translate into being a great head coach? We're going to see. We're going to see because he's going to get a job. No. It's interesting, though, that he's not in the top five and Aaron Glenn's number one. Nobody's shocked by that more than Detroit fans. I guarantee you that. Yeah, they, they could go down the same road that the Eagles went down last year of losing both of their coordinators. Um, I don't know if you – do you follow Juicy Anderson on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's very I, good. I, I don't. Um, she's – she's got, fans don't like her because of all shot, but she's very good. She's yeah, very good. That, that doesn't move me one way or the other. Um, she gets information. She breaks stories. She also is wrong. Um, and or this week, she's to this point uh, been a little overreactive. Did you see her tweet? And again, I don't follow her, but someone who I follow follows her and retweeted, quote, tweeted it, whatever. So I, I did see it. Something big going to happen in the NFC East this week? Not I did there. not see that. I did not. Yeah, that's a, I don't see everybody. By the way, can I go off on a tangent? I don't see everybody's tweets. It drives me insane. People will ask me, somebody will say something like, but if you get a piece of information, the assumption is we're looking at everybody else. And if they get it five minutes, uh, get it out there five minutes, oh, it's been out there for five. Just shut up with that stuff. I'm not paying attention to everybody, but no, Jocene is very good. I did not see her her tweets uh, about about the NFC. Yeah, I I think I'm trying to look it up right now, um, but she tweets a lot, so I might not be able to find it immediately. Um, um, and I don't want, but I don't want to misquote her. So um, it was something along the lines of something imminently happening in the NFC East NFC East this week. Uh, that will be a surprise. And then five hours later when nothing happened, she put out a patience, have patience tweet, which means she made it, she did. She made it sound like it was imminent and was going to happen immediately. And it didn't. Um, don't know what she was referring to, but that was at least two days ago, if not three. I don't know if I saw Tuesday or Wednesday, but George Zach wasn't yesterday. So um She's good. She's got some sources and she does break some stories and I'll give her credit, but uh, she tries real hard and she from time to time will get stuff wrong too. But I think there's something to getting information before everybody else. I think it overrides sometimes good journalism that people just have to have the desire to be number one and get it on Twitter before anybody else. So they're five minutes ahead of everybody else. But then there's just a quick move on when things are thrown at the wall. Well, here's a, I just, I was looking at it. So I, here I found it. She, she tweeted on new year's day, by the way, changes circling the NFC East. One potential move would be unexpected. And she put like a little, um, uh, timer thing, you know, egg timer thing, uh, emoji, whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah, I, I'll agree. Yeah. Don't, don't put that. That's, 
that's the world of social media and because that can mean a million things, but it, you know where people in Philadelphia are going to take it. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that's what she meant, but yeah, I would agree with you. Don't put that stuff out there. I would agree a hundred percent with that. She she's, might not even be talking about. She's Nick a Twitter to tease. That's yeah. a tease. Yeah. Tease is I, okay in radio and television and Twitter. Yeah, no, you got it or you don't. Come on. What are you, what are no, you trying to I, I, I agree with that. And you should know better that people are going to take that in a million different directions. And, you know, for people in Philadelphia, they're sure, I'm sure they think it's about Nick Sirianni. Right. Um, and, and people, up the turnpike, they probably think, could Brian Dable really lose his job? Yeah. Nobody, Washington, nobody in Washington can say that because... We all no. know that could be uh, Wink Martindale, uh, you know, because there's rumors that those two are fighting. Right. But would uh, that be considered a surprise? Um, yeah, maybe not. I, I don't know, depending. But uh, again, people can take it in 75 different directions. So, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't tweet stuff like that. But that's the world we live in. You get here's the problem, Jody. You get rewarded for that stuff. You get rewarded. Um, it drives me crazy because I'm not a hot take guy. And hot take guys in this industry get rewarded. And they get rewarded with more money and, and everything else and bigger uh, uh, jobs and bigger. Um, and and they get rewarded for it. And I don't like it, but there's nothing I can do about it. She's playing the game. Should you do it from a journalistic standpoint? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But that's what people want, and that's the people that get rewarded. So that's why people do it. And I hope those who uh, reward, look up to, put on a pedestal, call it what you want, a hot take person, just acknowledge when they get it wrong. That's all I ask. If you want to give them props for being ahead of the game and having a hot cake and speculating and getting it right, good on them. Yeah, good job. But when they're blatantly wrong, don't just gloss over it and go, next, what's the next hot take? No, how about the hot take that was way the hell out of left field? Uh, that That's all I'm looking for. All right, he's McMahon on McDonald. You got Mac and Mac on Birds 365. Football Friday, Chris Franklin. NJ.com scheduled to join us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365 Football Friday. It is Chris Franklin time. From NJ.com. Chris, thanks for coming on WIP Media night. I kind of oh wow. I, I didn't know Chris that. for a WIP yeah. appearance. Nice. I tried nice. same for Birds 365, <laughs> but I had some specific question for him. So I had to get him on WIP. Thank you for doing that for me. Here's my first specific question for you today. We've got everybody else to weigh in and on over the last couple of days. Um, three options for Nick Sirianni on Sunday. Number one is Rest, everybody. Don't take a chance. Bad turf. Uh, MetLife Stadium. You Realistically, are the Giants going to beat the Cowboys? Probably not. Uh, take your five, six best guys, mostly veterans. Younger guys, probably you go a little bit. Maybe it's a preseason feel, series or two. Get a run in. Get them the hell off the field. Or try and find a compromise position. Play them. Keep your eye on the scoreboard. Washington and Dallas are competitive. You keep playing them. Washington is falling behind by three touchdowns. Get the hell out. Or, no, we have to get back to the 2022 Eagles status. And we know we can only achieve so much against the Giants. But whatever it is, we need it. We need to win a game convincingly, get our confidence, our swag, our mojo back. Between those three choices, if you were Nick Sirianni, how would you play it? I'm turning off number two because when I look at the way that what can happen, there's so much things that can still go on. You still get a home playoff game as crazy and as asinine as it sounds at times with, with this team in that. You can still get a home playoff team. So I think you still need to play your you still need these guys to get in the groove, you need, especially the defense. I think you need to get them getting enough confidence as they go along and, and to gel and fix a lot of these holes and the issues that they have, especially in the run game. So they can know, hey, you know what? On this day I can get to this, on this day I can do that. 
And so play those guys. If you look up at the scoreboard and it's the second quarter and it's like 25, 27 to nothing, and it's like, yeah, all right, guys. We'll still play you probably a half, and then after you pull everybody out, get some other guys' experience. But, yeah, option number two for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, as long as that number two seed is possible, you got to keep playing and then sort of, you know, waver depending on what Washington is doing. And, and it's still – it can't be a full-time preseason environment because you don't have 90 players, so certain guys have to play. But I will say we haven't talked about this enough, and hats it to my buddy Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. He just tweeted, um, boy, the 2023 Giants offense has allowed 83 sacks, the second most in NFL history. Um they score 14.9 points per game, uh, which means they could finish under 15 points per game in the first season since 1979 for the New York Giants. That's a roundabout way of saying that offense stinks. Um, <laughs> if this defense can't stop that offense, we talk about getting your mojo, getting your confidence back. It could go in the other direction. It could get worse. And they could have less confidence if they're giving up. Hey, Tyrod Taylor moved the football pretty well when he when he replaced Tommy DeVito at Lincoln Financial Field. It could even be worse, couldn't it, Chris? I think it's one of those things where you start. Where if you get an injury so much, you hit it so much, you get numb. I think they get used to it. If they get the Giants start to run the thing a little bit, I, I kid on that part. But when you look at it, I, I don't. I don't think it'll affect them that much. I don't think it'll change their confidence that way because I think it's probably right now it's. Judging by the, some of the faces, like after they're walking off the field on Sunday against the Cardinals, I don't think it's it's all, nowhere else to go but up. It's I think I think to me Sunday's probably rock bottom in terms of the way that defense played, and, and especially given the team that it was. I know everybody's saying, "Well, the Cardinals are the best three win team that's we've seen in a long time." Well, and what does Gianna, that mean? Like you're three wins, like come Gianna, on. Yeah, knows the Eagles. Everybody leaned on that. Well, he knows it's us. Like come on, I hate I hate that saying like. It's the best three wins. You got, got three wins. There's a reason they yeah. have three wins. Like it's not that effective. So that's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? Nah, it's 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 as much as bad as it sounds. Like even if the Giants run up and down the field from them, it's still there's no way it's still nowhere for up because that was rock bottom last week. And, uh, oh, by the way, the very specific off topic. We'll get back to the Eagles in a second. I'm rooting not only for the Miami Dolphins to beat the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills to somehow fall all the way out of the playoffs because I got so tired of. The team you don't want to see in the playoffs is the Buffalo Bills. Watch out for those Buffalo. Nobody wants – you got to actually make the playoffs to be the team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs. So the Bills still are eligible to not even make the playoffs. At least the Eagles are already in. All right. Uh, but they are. And they're going to play the Giants this week, and you've got your way handling. I got mine. John's got his. Yours got in the middle between mine and John. Now be like you're willing to pull guys depending on the scoreboard, but – you're keeping them in there for at least a period of time. I'd keep them in throughout. If, I, if I'm uh, if not getting my mojo back, I got to keep them in until I do. Um, so uh, you're you're in the middle of a good, comfortable spot. And then the results are going to come in. And Eagles are going to be playing who they're playing. Is it going to be Tampa? Tampa going to beat Carolina? Is it a foregone conclusion that for the second time in three years, they're going down to Tampa to play a first-round playoff game? I think it. I'm 80% there. I am. I just I just look at the the Panthers are this thing. 
they stink, but then they're the same Panthers that beat the Falcons. Yeah, at but home. They're, the, they're the best one win team in the <laughs> national <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that narrative to happen. Look at this. Uh, it's it's thing. I'm waiting for that narrative. Oh, yeah. that, well, but... they got to be the best because uh, nobody else does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so bad, but it, that, that whole division is so bad. But I think the, the only saving grace is that Cal- the only thing that's saving grace for the Eagles to look at is the Cowboys are bad on the road, like, not as good as on the road as they are there. And yeah. Amanda would be the brand. I, I but... would hold out hope because, I mean, they're. I think they're three and five on the road. I mean, yeah, they are. Yeah. They've yeah. been bad on the road. So, so that's the only thing. It's, it's still open. It's, it's, it's like, well, it's, 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 so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance, but mm, it's there. But well, yeah. I, when I, I, end up, we're down I'm Tampa. holding out hope for a different reason than most Eagles fans. And you know. Oh, I'm with you on that one, too. I, 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 I want I a home game. I want yep. a home game. Um, <laughs> that's the one. So it's very important to me as well, uh, just for different reasons. But, uh, it, it, you know, AJ, it was AJ week because AJ – uh, came out of his uh, the darkness, uh, his personal darkness, and uh, spoke after a two-week interval. Um, and, and most people went down the route, and I think he handled it very well. But boy, I got to tell you, Chris, and I want to get your thoughts, and I purposefully didn't ask you live because I wanted to do it on the show. Um, the 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 improvise imp, improvisation improvisation is it just a word he used is that a normal audible or is that a bigger deal is he is he and Jalen out there freelancing why didn't why isn't that a bigger thing because that's what I took from AJ's talk and I went whoa that's probably not a good thing uh, that that's happening. Yeah, if it's something where it's more and more happening, it's just I know there's effects in the offense where you can just give a little signal and just go, okay, you run to go out, all right, yeah, fine, yeah. and that one too. But if it's happening more to the point where we're wondering, like, why are they calling this play here and there? What the heck is going on? I don't think it's one of those things where Jalen's going, you know what? I need to pay my sets. I'm keeping the ball. Let me go run a quarterback draw on third and third and twenty. And it's like, what? What the? It's not varsity blues where they're actively not not (laughs) listening to Coach Kilmer, uh, is it? Thank you very much for giving me uh, Billy Bob, Landon Dickerson vibes. I appreciate that. But no, it's not on that one. Uh, I I don't think it's one of the things. I just think it's one of those things where you look at them and they're probably going like, all right, I want to make a play. Okay, fine. All right, I think we can make this play too. I think it's there because we're going to one. And sometimes that was a hubris thing, I think, especially against the uh, Seahawks where you're like, that was the one, like, I'm all for getting AJ the ball downfield. I think that was the one where the check down should have happened. It, it should have been like that automatic check. There's, you don't have to throw it in that situation. You can always, to AJ, in that situation, go somewhere else. So I think it's uh, if it's continuing to go throughout games in key situations, and I have uh, uh, some worry there, but I think it's one of those things where they think they look at two minutes like or less and they're going to try and make a play and try and get them out the doldrums. If A.J. Brown gets the ball more in this game Sunday than he has of late, which I think we can all agree we're kind of surprised he hasn't gotten as much of late as he did when he was on that streak of, was it seven consecutive, six? How many games in a row do you have a buck 25? Six. I think it was six. Okay. I think it was six. uh, And since then, not near as much. If he's going to get it that much more this week, will it be because Devontae Smith's not playing? A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown, and he did the right thing, and he helped the organization off the field by saying what he said and taking Sirianni's back. So Sirianni gets in Brian Johnson's ear and goes, 
get it to AJ. Or he gets in Jalen's ear to get it to AJ. Or do you think that has no effect whatsoever on the amount of uh, balls that go to uh, AJ Brown's this, uh, way this week? Do you think his stance has any effect on how much the ball comes his way? I think it's one of the things where Devontae's not 100%. And even if he plays or if he doesn't, they're going to just, I think Devontae might be a decoy. I don't think they risk it too much. We want to put him in too much of a situation, even if he plays or if he sits out and then you have like Julio on the outside. I think it's it's going to be an increase. Just go with the guys who's got you there. They say, oh, continue to say the offense runs to three guys. We've heard that at nauseum at times, but they say it's going to be AJ. I think it's going to be an AJ game and a Dallas Goddard game. And it'll try to get the ball into those guys as much as they can through the air. I don't know how much it's going to be, depending on those wind gusts they're talking about, but I don't see any, I don't see that many stuff on there, but I think it's going to be one. I don't think that what he said there in addressing us on, on Wednesday was one of those things where, okay, now we got to get him the ball now. I think it's just one of the things where the game plan is going to have to dictate that by the available person, personnel that's going to be available. So, speaking about Devontae and his health, uh, Chris, um, Nick mentioned something on Wednesday that kind of surprised me at least a little bit, and that was that. Uh, Julio Jones is still on a pitch count. Um, and they brought him in October 17th. So it's been a while. So is he just on a pitch count because he's 34? Um, what is going on there? Because if Devontae Smith can't play, um, and he hasn't practiced yet this week, we all know how tough he is, and he might show up at practice today and be ready to go. Um, but it's kind of risking them on that turf. You brought it up. The players bring it up, the MetLife turf. Um, it's questionable to try to push things there more than maybe other uh, places in the NFL. Um, you don't want to see Quez Watkins out there again. I know Jody doesn't. Um, Jody, what do you think about Quez Watkins? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? what? You know what? Quez will get a nice 40-yard catch this week. Oh, Devontae's not playing, and he'll drop two other balls. But Nick Sirianni will come out and say, see what Quez does for us? He stretches the He makes it easier for our other one. And the farce will continue. You know, I was about to say, what happens to the real Jody at first? But then it came back. I was like, all right, go there. And it's cool. Two drop. Two drop. I look at it, it's like, I got this. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, no, but I look at it as uh, one thing. Coaches look. If if the little sliver comes to get Quez back in and take his back, the coach will do just that, which will be a mistake. But with Julio, I think he's still, I think his knee. I think he showed up. I think they just wanted to want to push it too much on that, too, when, uh, he yeah. showed up was like yeah. two or three weeks That's ago true. with the uh, yeah. on the thing. So they're like, yeah. we want to get the most that we can out of him. But you know, he's a veteran guy with an issue. That I think I don't think they want to push it too too much in the fact that in that way in that matter. So I think that's why he was. Why still not the more? Uh, we just had Damo on the king of twelve personnel. Jalen's yeah. numbers are absurd, in when they have when they're playing twelve or thirteen, it, nineteen of twenty over the past three games, uh, passing the football, Chris. Um, why do they keep pounding uh, the square peg in the round hole, so to speak, by trying to get that third receiver on the field? Why not more Grant Calcaterra? I'm on that bandwagon. Hey, give Grant a chance. Obviously, Jack Stoll is going to be part of it. But 
Jalen has been very effective when they have that personnel on the field, whether it's, you know, the opposing defense not paying attention, this, that. Um, why not keep going to that well? Because it looks like it looks like you're going more towards a run and you balance. You have your to me, 12 for 12 is more of a run type personnel and it's actually effective. That means they have to basically surrender to the fact they're running, 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 running. And you know, I must say, look, we want to throw oh, the ball yeah. as much. So, and, and, and that brings up another thing too, because I know Grant's good. If that if you're going to use 12, why isn't Zach Ertz here? If they're going to use it as much as they could, they can use Zach Ertz. So, that's a whole no. other argument for that. But when you look at that, by I, the I way, think Zach has still not signed anywhere to my yeah, knowledge. Dude. Yeah, which is red light. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, when yeah. I look at the 12 personnel, they need, I like it. I think it's more of a balance. And I, th- I think if they use the pistol out of that 12 a little bit more, it, put, it keeps teams guessing because you can't get the second one. I know they like to use a third option. I wouldn't be surprised at this game, especially with uh, if Devontae doesn't play, they use more 12. Because that way, you still, it keeps everything balanced. You can still get the threat of run. You can you effectively use play action off of it. And especially with, if you put DeAndre Swift or Kenneth Gainwell seven yards back where an actual thing, you let them run downhill, I think that's what this offense can be really, really effective at. And I don't understand why they use it. I know it's probably more because they want to throw the ball, throw the ball in the option for screen passes in, in that RPO game and everything else with the, the 11 personnel. But two tight ends is still is, – is not, it's not a curse word to say – Two tight ends. What? Oh, well, you know, I'm still here. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, I think that's why it's more effective in that one. All right. Uh, for those of you watching the stream live now, you might want to turn the volume down for a couple minutes. For those Uh-oh. of you watching on YouTube after the fact, Uh-oh. you might want to fast forward ahead a couple of minutes. Oh, no. Three names, Chris Franklin. Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon oh, no. Graham. <laughs> Was last week's Cardinals game at Lincoln Financial Field the last home game that Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, or Brandon Graham will ever play? I think so. I think so. Three for three, or are you breaking down percentage-wise? I think think for Fletcher Cox, maybe not as an eagle. I think he's. I think is that one. Too. I think uh, Jets I think, wanted him really bad. Yeah, I think he's still uh, that one too. When it, just looking offhand, when you look at Jason and BG, I think this this might be their. I think this might be their last go around, like last games in the NFL. I just I just get that feeling. I have no. I have no knowledge. It's all speculation. I have no in, inside knowledge. I'm gonna. Like I'm that. gonna. I'm gonna take the other. It's not because the Washington Commanders are gonna upset. That's why, that's why I paused. That's why I paused. I'm thinking, like, I'm just like, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm trying. That's that's my vision. It's live. That's my yeah. vision board you, to get you, a home. You game. and Sam, <laughs> you and you and uh, Kratz boy with Sam Howell coming no, up big. That's my that's uh, that's my vision board to get a home game because I don't want to. I don't want to go. And that's the one they hung around with San Fran for a while. They they hung around with them until they get, they got the doors beaten off in the second half. So at the same time, like. I can see it. I can see that's why I pause. I, I can plausibly see it happen, but I'll, I'll take the safe bet and say, now nah, they're going on the road. And then, yeah. Either way, I, I, I do think <laughs> it, it might be it for Jason finally. He's got so much stuff going on, although I've been bitten by this in the past. Um, yeah. I think he's got so much stuff going on. He enjoys it, um, but who knows? Um, and it'll be. 
I don't, I don't think that got as much play because I don't think people realize that might be the last game they ever play at Lincoln Financial Field because uh, things had been going so well in this season. You're thinking about the playoffs. You're focused on the playoffs. I will say this. It, 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 the more likely scenario, Chris, is that they're going to be the five seed. They're going to have to go on the road. It's probably going to be Tampa. If it's not Tampa, it's going to be New Orleans or Atlanta. Any reason to think they can't win that game, um, even that it's on the road. I mean, those are not great teams. The the one team, the Saints, will be the one that will concern me. And I say that because I look at the way Alvin Kamara, if you get him on the edge, I know he's not the Alvin Kamara of years ago, but if you get him out on the edge, like I think the Cardinals showed something really – they really showed that if you – the way that the team running on that edge play, that's that stretch play, is a way you can really avoid you can avoid that the Eagles interior defensive line and you can attack them and get yards. James Conner ate up on I think 70 what was it 74, 78 of yeah. his 100, 100 yards were he's on also the edge. Physical. He's a lot more physical than Kamara. So he's breaking tackles down the field as well. Uh, and then you have uh the other one you have is uh the saving grace here is Derek Carr. You hope he doesn't remember he's his car was in the back of his name and he's going to start throwing turnovers. So I think that's another way too. So I look at that and I think it's something where I, I think they can, they're winnable games to me, but I look at the new Orleans one is that, that I think they're the worst one. Cause their defense is actually pretty good too. Yeah. And I know you got Todd Bowles and Todd Bowles is can scheme up some stuff with Tampa, but I, but given off based off what we saw earlier in the season with the way that the Eagles played Tampa, I know it was early and it was eons ago. I think I'd feel more comfortable with the Eagles matching up against them despite despite the New Orleans. New Orleans the one I think even the Eagles win that. It'll be ugly, but I think the Eagles win that game too. But it'll be tough. All right, Christopher, your tag team partner there at NJ.com. We know quite well Bob Brookover wrote an interesting article this week about <clears throat> Saquon Barkley taking his talent south on the turnpike to Philadelphia next year. Could Saquon Barkley do for the Eagles? what Christian McCaffrey did for the San Francisco 49ers to take them to another level. Now we know how he's overall evaluation and valuation of running backs and the like makes it highly unlikely. Is it 0%? Could Saquon just say, if he puts aside, which I, again, very, very unlikely uh, money is not necessarily an object, but he wants to take a shot at a Super Bowl, sees that more of a possibility playing with Jalen Hurts than with Danny Dimes or Timmy Cutlets or whoever on the on a tour there at quarterback for the New York Giants. Um, zero, zero percent chance that Saquon becomes an Eagle, or are you going to go a little bit more than that? With Howie, you could never go zero because it'll be the one time no the only time you can ever go zero how he's taking a linebacker in the first round that's yeah. it or that's Ryan. It. Yeah. even yeah. that he would have took christian mccaffrey yeah. you're right so- <laughs> you're being judicious i went zero and i'm sticking with my zero i'm sticking with my zero zero percent chris is savvier i think it's more i think it's more like 10 or like 15 20 whoa whoa what are we saying we're up in double digits <laughs> No, I, I would say that because I, I don't think it'd be big money like that one too. I think where they structure contracts so in a way that they can make affordable. Like if he came available, he's like, I only want to play for the Eagles. And Saquon's like, I don't, I doubt that because well, we know take how the they veteran be- minimum. 
that that no, then, no, I'll, no, then no, I'll readdress no, no. my yeah exactly. And yeah. also, you know, uh, the Eagles, you know, the New York papers were, were, were killed him if he went to a rival, especially went to the Eagles. Yeah. So I think he, he's worried about his legacy of New York. So by the way, oh, and I'm not I'm not blaming Bob or Jody or anybody else, but can we please stop comparing people to Christian McCaffrey? Can we please? Uh, nobody's Saquon Barkley, like you've just brought up Alvin Kamara. They are great receivers as running backs. Uh, same as B. John Robinson. I would get in this conversation leading up to the draft. Stop comparing people to Christian McCaffrey. Just stop I, it. To I think Saquon, Saquon can, I think you get he can run the whole entire route tree. Uh, if you put him out there, I think the Giants haven't done it because they know what he is, but I think you put him out in the slot. He's a great receiver for I, the John McMahon, I'll ask you this question. Christian McCaffrey, numero uno. Number two is... No, I'm not talking about running backs. I'm talking about the style of player. See, the problem with Christian is, and and it said, and and Chris is a big draft guy. He, there were scouts saying he ran when he came out of the draft that he ran better routes than receivers. That he would he, he can play receiver. You could change uh, him and you, you went there. I'll repeat my question. I asked, could Christian could Saquon Barkley do for the Eagles what Christian no, McCaffrey did. No, okay, that's my point. Then, 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 if Christian McCaffrey is number one, who's number two? There isn't. If a there is two. no comparison, Once who would be the closest? Who is what, the closest in proximity? To Christian McCaffrey. Once in a generation means once in a generation. Why the Eagles were going to draft Christian McCaffrey, we're getting in our weekly fight with Chris playing mom and dad are getting in a fight. Fight, but, uh, fight, fight, fight. Um, the Eagles were going to draft Christian McCaffrey in the first round. People don't believe that. They don't have to believe it. They were going to draft him if he fell. He didn't. It turned out he didn't even get close. And the reason was because of that receiving ability. Nobody brings the same uh, 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 skill set to the position. That's why once in a generation is once in a generation. And that's why the Eagles, the Eagles have a Pro Bowl running back who's a great receiver as a running back, and they don't use him as a receiver. I, I, they're not, unless you get the generational player. No, and even them, even Christian McCaffrey at this stage, they wouldn't pay him. Even at this stage, they wouldn't pay him when he gets paid. So, no one. There is not a number two. They yeah, will see this. This is where you and I get on a different thing. Are you giving me John McMullen's opinion or are you giving me the Eagles' opinion here? I'm giving you both. I'm giving you both. Okay. You, you, you add them together and they come, they sound like they're your opinion. Because it's uh, our well, show. It's John McMullen and Jody McDonald. And a lot of times when you talk, you talk about what the Eagles would do. I it's, didn't it's, ask it's, you what the Eagles would do. I asked you what John McMullen would oh, do. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no number two. There's no number two, and that's why I said stop comparing people to Christian McCaffrey. Not you specifically. I'm telling everybody, stop it. There are no other Christian McCaffreys. It, that, 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 he's a generational player. Um, there is no Saquon Barkley's a great running back. Bijan Robinson's got a chance to be a great running back. They're not Christian McCaffrey. They don't have the same skill set from a receiving standpoint. Now, if you want to talk about runner, there's a number two, but not, not as a whole, not as a player that what he brings to an offense. That's, that's my opinion. The Eagles opinion should be 
self-identifiable for everybody of what they believe at the running back position. They now have a Pro Bowl running back for the second consecutive year, and they ain't the same guy. And they might have a Pro Bowl running back next year. And, and it's probably not going to be the same guy because DeAndre Swift has played pretty well, and he might get a decent payday as a free agent. Chris? And if that if that's what it comes down to, it'll come down to it because Jalen's back running the football, and that will make the running back du jour, who is the Eagles' starter next year's job, that much easier. You see that when you've got Jalen Hurts as the guy who is your biggest compliment to the running game, makes your life easier. Did it for Miles, did it for DeAndre this year. Yeah. I'll I go need- off the board and say uh, that their next running back has uh, played his last college game, and they can have a cost-controlled option next year. Yeah, especially yeah, that and too, I, I, I held Damo's feet, so I'll hold yours to fire too. In round what will that running back be drafted? I'll say round round four. Four. Round yeah. four. Day three. Day three. Damo said day three. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right, cool. I'm with Damo. Yeah, you're good. Right. You and Damo are on day four. All right, uh, Chris Franklin, we need you on the record. And I know this is a completely unfair question. If you haven't learned by now, we ask unfair questions here on Bernie. So <laughs> I'm not going to shy away from that now. Not knowing how many starters, what starters, for what length the Eagles are going to be playing their players against the Giants on Sunday. Still need a prediction on the final score from you. I think it's going to be the Eagles finishing off on a high note and it's going to be a 24 to 16 win nice and it's going to be one of the things where everybody's going to be watching the locker room because i think that game's going to be over just a little bit because there'll be so much running and the cowboys pull off something in the last fourth quarter and they take away so we're all headed oh. to gonna be close. <laughs> Hanging I like in the that. Till the fourth quarter, huh? Not, and nobody no. will be more upset than me and if the, the commanders have a chance to win that game and don't it, come through. And we'll hear the groans all the way from the locker room when we're all sitting in there outside waiting for everything to be decided on that one. I think it's going to be one of those close games. So the Eagles end earlier. The Cowboy game takes a little bit long. So they make good time. Come yeah. in, be careful coming off that MetLife turf. John McMullen makes it sound like you're risking your life anytime you go out. It's not me. It's the players. They Tell them, Chris. It. They all hate it. It's hate. not me. It, it, I, what, it, it, what do I care? They're the ones it, who are telling me. They all hate it. There's there's one in particular. I won't say the name, but there's one in particular who says basically he is the. I'm paraphrasing here is the bane of his existence. They hate it. It's, is, it's like the is best he one. wearing is he wearing jet green or giant blue or is he visiting there once a year? He's visiting there once a year. Well, oh, twice okay. this year. <laughs> twice That's this year. That's true because they had to play the Jets there too. <laughs> all right. At C Franklin News, make sure you follow Chris on Twitter slash X. Um, read him at nj.com with our buddy uh Brookie as well. Uh Jody brought him up, even though I disagree with the Saquon Barkley take. But that's fine. That's what we do. At Fighters C. to your Franklin corners. News. Fighters to your corners. <laughs> You almost got through a whole segment without fighting it. For you, <laughs> Sorry, I lose every time I'm like, oh, this is fun. So I'll just keep looking back at this fun. <laughs> See Franklin, safe trip up the turnpike. Thanks much for hopping on with us today. Thanks, Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. NJ.com is where you find Chris Franklin and all of his fine writings and works. All right, McMullen McDowell coming back. Uh, Chris has got the Eagles winning and covering, by the way, 
Eagles a five to five and a half point favorite, depending on where you're looking at it. At least it's down from the double digit favorites. They've been the last couple of weeks, only five or five and a half. Chris has got him winning by eight. So he's got him co- got them covering Johnny Mac and I will come back. And again, putting a qualifier out there ahead of time. Who the hell knows? We don't even wow. know who it's going to be playing or for how long they're going to be playing. So we are absolutely throwing darts at a dartboard here. But you come back and get a Mac a Mac dart next here on Birds 365. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamutton Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. couple of minutes left here. We're shutting down the regular season today, as a matter of fact. When next we speak, we'll be prepping for an Eagle playoff game on Monday. We don't quite know who they'll be playing yet. We know that it's going to come next week because the Eagles could, by hook and crook, 
find a way to finish with the number two seed in the NFC, which means they'll still be playing next week. It'll just be a home game at Lincoln Financial Field. They cannot get the number one seed. The 49ers have already gotten that. So first things first, got to get through Sunday and the Giants. John and I are both on record as saying it's like your guess is as good as ours. And we got some smart guys on the stream, got some knuckleheads on the stream too, but uh, feel free to, you guys throw up your quick prediction on the stream too. Johnny and I go on the record every single week and make a pick. We both had the Eagles winning last week. Eh, wrong. Um, and we both have been extolling our virtues on how we'd handle it if we were Sirianni this week. John is more conservative. He's going to put him out there until the Cowboys decide and I understand that line of logic that you don't like to give up the control of your own team to someone else, but it, it does make some sense. But I think that goes out the window because the Eagles just need to establish that they can be the Eagles again. They've looked like some other foreign team wearing green these last six weeks. And even though it won't be a definitive stamp, I think they need to put a stamp on the season and beat the Giants badly. So therefore... I'm going to believe that Washington doesn't get blown out in the first half. So if we go by the McMullen rules, the Eagles starters, best players, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, uh, Fletcher Cox, veteran guy, will be playing into the second half. And I think they're going to give the themselves and the fan base a little bit of a boost going into the postseason. I got the Eagles winning 30-10. to 10 that they shut down of the best defensive effort we've seen in a month and a half. Please wow. Don't. I can't. Uh, they Please could... don't give Matt Patricia that credit. But uh, some of the players, Fletcher Cox being key among them, maybe a Bradbury kind of reversing trend and comes up with a pick. I think Eagles throw a, a solid defensive effort out there and win by almost three touchdowns, 30 to Ooh. 10. J-Mac. That is bold with this defense. I will yeah. say this. If you could promise me Tommy DeVito is going to play quarterback, I'll go you one better. I'll pick the Eagles 30-6. to six. Um, If Tyrod Taylor plays quarterback. Tyrod's going to start. You know that, right? He's going he's gonna to start. Then I think the Giants are going to be much more representative. Uh, I think the Eagles still find a way to win the game. I think it's going to be much more difficult, uh, 28-23-ish, 28-23. Oh, that's right on the number, five and a half. Um, Johnny Mack is not giving you much advice when it comes to – I gave the, the advice. Gave the advice. Do, not and bet. Do not bet this game. Truth be told, I kind of agree with John. It's one that is really ill-advised to be wagering, even though I just told you they're going to win by 20 points in a five-and-a-half-point spread – yeah, there are other games you can play just because the uh, too many unknowns of who's actually going to be playing in this game. Uh, but once again, McMullen and McDonald both have the Eagles winning. We'll see if we can actually get that part of it right against the Giants. Uh, Johnny Mac, pregame show, postgame show. You're going to be on uh, Jacob Media all weekend long. Um, game time kickoff 425. So fit the pre and post game around that. You got to have it right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Buddy, uh, safe travels up and down the turnpike. We'll be back here on Monday morning. You're in? Talking playoffs. Jim Mora week. Uh, okay. That's why it's got to be 30-10. Play your players, coach. Get your players playing well again. 
We shall see. Uh, Mac and Mac, Bird 365, we'll be back here Monday. Two and two days, that is. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.